0: Welcome to the Triage Method podcast with me, Gary McGowan, and my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. For those of you new around here, um, together we are Triage Method, so we are a health and fitness uh, coaching and education company, and uh, we do a weekly podcast, or bi-weekly podcast I should say, every Monday and Thursday, and this is our Monday episode, which is going to be on a broader topic, and then on Thursdays if you tune in, you usually hear a shorter Q&A topic. But first things first, before we get into this week's topic, Patty, how are you this week?
1: Um, Absolutely, positively fantastic, Harry. Um, I don't even know what order these are in now, so people could be listening to these and, you know, they're weeks behind us. But we're at a stage of this whole COVID stuff where they keep talking about these level five restrictions and locking down the whole country, which is, you know, just not great. Um, It's probably great for COVID, but it's not great for our business, our mental health, or the fact that we like to train, you know, it's not great for any of those things. Um, But look, it is what it is. We'll uh, we'll deal with it. Maybe when you're listening to this in a week's time or whenever it is, you'll be like, huh, this guy thought we were going to go to level five. We went to level six and now we're not allowed out of our house ever. Um, So who knows? But uh, yeah, apart from that, I'm doing great. Brilliant. And what are we going to discuss this week? Well, today's topic is uh, basically it was from a conversation that I was having with someone um, who will remain nameless. <laughs> um, but no, I was having a conversation with someone, and they were basically asking, like, why do bodybuilders or like these high level individuals who, you know, um, have a lot of muscle or are even they were talking about even athletes do it. Um, They are in a position where their performance is great. Their health is great. Well, potentially, um, but their muscle mass is, you know, great, all that kind of stuff. Right. And it appears that they're always talking about these seemingly irrelevant things, you know, and, you know, they are potentially irrelevant for most people, but we'll, we'll come to that. But they seem to be always searching for these And we'll call them esoteric uh, modalities or, you know, hacks or tricks or whatever it is. You know, it's always something else. Like it's never the easiest explanation. You know, it's always the like, oh, there's this random fucking thing that it could potentially be. So I'm going to have that as my first guess, you know, whereas most other people, not these like higher level individuals seem to do the exact opposite. They're like, oh, I have, or I want to make more gains, or I want to do whatever. They kind of start off with this whole process that let's you know rule out the the simple things first. You know, so this individual was just asking me like, why is that the case? Like, what, like what's going on there? Are they missing out something? Uh, should they be looking at these other you know seemingly inconsequential things in their mind? They're like, like that's that's just not a concern, you know. Um, whereas other people when they're following people on Instagram or social media, YouTube, whatever it is, they're like, they always seem to talk about this like seemingly inconsequential thing. And they were, they are basically just asking me like, wh- like, how, how do they align their thoughts? Are they wrong in their thinking? Are they, you know, are they just missing something? Like they were like, Oh, well I thought I was being like evidence-based and following like the evidence, but these people are presenting evidence to me that seems to indicate that, you know, I should be going for some of these seemingly random like oh here's this you know esoteric thing that i should be be looking towards you know and they're basically trying to align their their thought processes whether they were wrong whether they were right like they were just wondering what was going on so gary what what are your thoughts on that whole process
0: yeah so this this for me is something that actually extends beyond just the the bodybuilding community. I'm not sure if you said that yet, but we were kind of focused on like bodybuilders, the way the bodybuilders present these. That was, that was where the question came from. Yeah. It does obviously extend beyond that. Like
1: physios do it. Doctors do it even sometimes. And <laughs> um, sure. yeah, go on.
0: Yeah, so, so for me, this I actually think there's kind of like an assumption here that, um, that, that lies at the bottom of a lot of these problems. And that assumption is that there is this perfect state of human health that is achievable to everyone if only we could solve uh, all the the environmental uh, exposures that would that we're exposed to effectively so the idea being that there's this ideal uh, way that humans can feel and that once we get rid of these different things we can all feel like that and that's like that's like a nice idea it's kind of like one of those things where like when you're naive and you're young and you think that, oh, we're gonna have this perfect society of harmony where everyone is completely equal and we're all happy and doing jobs we love and we all have loads of money. But then you're kind of like, you kind of start to grow up and you're like, oh yeah, that's um, it's probably a bit of a pipe dream now, that, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a bit out there. And, and that's the same thing here when it comes to health. The idea that we can all just, uh, you know, once you're not exposed to certain types of radiation or you don't have artificial sweeteners or you avoid the flavorings, um, or the toxins, or whatever that people say are in your food, then you'll be fine. You know, uh, if, if you're feeling down one day, maybe it's because there's mold in your house. You know, or maybe it's because you were exposed to some rare parasite, or maybe it's, it's your just, shampoo. Don't forget the yeah, shampoo. it's your shampoo. Something along those lines, and you'll see this all the time. And, and it's particularly when you move, you move into the kind of space of. Uh, Like the kind of functional or alternative medicine, you'll see a lot of this stuff because basically the idea, the idea there being that. The, the problem um, with people's health, the reason people get tired, the reason people, it's, it's always these kind of non-specific symptoms, like the reason you feel tired, the reason you don't have much energy, uh, the reason you've gained weight um, is all because there are these hidden environmental exposures that once you remove them, you'll be perfectly healthy again. And it's, it's kind of just this dream world that people live in. And that's kind of like the, the extreme, that's like the assumption that I think lies at the bottom of all of this. And it also applies to, to bodybuilding and those who are just trying to improve their body composition in some way. Because what happens, as Paddy said, is that w- when you get into bodybuilding, okay, bodybuilding, even if you're just doing it recreationally, we can think of it as a sport in that you kind of orient your life in the same way that an athlete would. So you, from the moment you wake up, you think about how your meals are going to be structured throughout the day, how many hours you're going to have between those meals, how you're going to get in your activity, let's say, even just tracking your steps and things like that, and then how you're going to get in your actual training, when that's going to happen. And not only that, you might add in then when you're going to take your supplements that you take and what your, when your pre-bed routine is going to start, when you're going to put on your blue light glasses, etc., etc. When you look at that, you can very clearly see that an individual in that position has taken care of the vast majority of the things that are going to contribute to their health, or at least the things that we normally think of um, in terms of nutrition, in terms of baseline activity, uh, meeting exercise guidelines, sleeping enough, etc. You know, they might be missing some things like social connection and those sorts of things, but leave that aside for the moment. So the idea is that they've taken care of all of the things that we would generally get a lot of resistance from the general population to take care of. As in, if all the population were doing the couple of things that the bodybuilders think are like just baseline habits, then we would be in a a really, really good state um, of public health. The reality is that's not the case. So for the vast majority of the population, what you're thinking about is how can we start to move behavior change slightly up from zero, you know, so let's say from a very, very poor standard American or standard Western diet um, to eating more vegetables, to eating a bit more protein, to eating less processed junk food, et cetera. Whereas for the bodybuilder, they've taken care of all of those things. So all of the things that would be in typical, let's say public health guidelines, or that your doctor would tell you if you were to, if they were to give you advice on lifestyle, then they need to seek out something else. Because the idea is that, well, there has to be something else, like there has to always be a next level. So what ends up happening then is people will start to take uh, supplements that are a little bit more experimental, for example. You know, there might be some evidence that it could, it, it, it could help, you know, but we don't really know. But they're willing to accept um, that uncertainty because they're kind of thinking, well, there has to be another level. So I'm going to try and level up. I'll do everything I can to be 100%. Um, and that it 's also manifest in the way that um, such individuals might talk about nutrition, so while well, the vast majority of nutrition discussions might center around um, trying to eat more whole foods, trying to manage uh, hunger, satiety, um, eating more protein, etc what you 'll often find as you move into um, people in, in the in the bodybuilding sphere, especially if they 've kind of got a, a functional medicine aspect to them, they might start talking about things like uh, zinc to copper ratios or different ratios between different micronutrients, which, as you know, Paddy, you can actually make a mechanistic case for in that you can say that, yeah, there, there can be cases where, you know, micronutrients are uh, imbalanced, so to speak, within the body, etc. But it's not always very easy to, to test for this stuff. It's not always clear how clinically relevant it is. And very often when you look at the, the clinically relevant, like let's say, micronutrient deficiencies, they often, like at the extremes at least have quite explicit symptoms like it's it 's not just a case that you know that you're just you 're just thinking, "Oh, I felt tired today, Could it be a micronutrient deficiency you know you 'd want to have a lot more um, to it than just that, but because there could be some mechanistic reason as to i don 't know why having more thiamine might be a good idea or why having more riboflavin might be a good idea, then people will you know start to take those supplements and think you know there might be some benefit to this so with all that said, you know, you can go through this in the nutrition context and we'll, we'll bring up more examples. But with all of that said, as an individual who's just kind of in the general population, getting into the gym, trying to improve their health, if you're observing all of these behaviors, um, which can seem quite extreme, you know, someone might be ordering tens of blood tests for themselves to check every month, then you're thinking, God, how on earth Am I ever going to get healthy if these are all the things that I need to do, or how on earth am I going to build muscle and get the physique I desire if these are all the things I need to do? And I guess the purpose of this podcast is probably just to show you that the the reason that people go for these things is because there's a a temptation to always seek out more, even if it's just zero point zero one percent better, even though that better may not actually happen. And I think I think that's probably the risk for the everyday person who might end up investing a lot of time or time or money into things that mightn't actually move the needle on their health or their performance or body composition at all yeah and this this is where i think it's an issue
1: because like realistically like we could mention a whole host of things that we could be like oh well, that's just you don't need to worry about that you know but some people do need to worry about these things and for some people like these things are you know very clinically relevant, you know, and they, they do actually have an issue with them. Like you're just saying like the zinc to copper ratio, you know, that could be a severe issue for an individual, you know? And, you know, maybe they're, they're this random esoteric thing, they're like, oh, maybe it's lupus or something, you know, like that could be exactly what it is, you know? Like you could have, you know, random signs of fatigue throughout the day and then find out you got fucking Lyme's disease or something, you know? Like, so th- we're not saying that these things are, you know, just don't ever think of them you know because there's a reason where or why these individuals are getting you know this information into their head they're they're thinking this you know maybe it's you know that uh recency bias where they just read about it recently or you know you'll always see that as well it's actually the most it's actually hilarious when people do it, Um like it shouldn't be hilarious, but it is. Where people are like, "Yeah, so I had all these symptoms, and then I started reading about this thing, and then those symptoms perfectly aligned about this thing that I was reading about." And you are like, "Are you are you serious? Is that how we're we're going to, you know, present this as like you solve the issue? Uh, like that's that's not how things work." <laughs> but um, this like this does happen quite a lot in terms of you know you could have an issue that you just didn't, you just chalked it down to, like, oh yeah, I'm just tired throughout the day. Like that's, that's just who I am. And that could actually be a manifestation of an issue that you have, you know, and maybe it does require further investigation. Right. So we're not trying to minimize, you know, issues that people have, like there's genuine issues. However, it's not the first line for most people. Right. And this is where I think the issue is where like you get your information from even health professionals, like, forget about just calling them bodybuilders, right? Because like, obviously yeah. we have this bodybuilder bias because like we follow body. Well, I don't have actually follow anyone, but you know, our friends are bodybuilders. You know, we follow bodybuilders, bodybuilders generally, generally get a higher pedestal in the health and fitness industry because look they look fucking great, you know? So it's like their, their audience or their, yeah, their audience is maximized. So they get higher Playtime, rather than they you know some I don't know skinny doctor even like you, um, <laughs> um, but they 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 get a you know they get more playtime because it's like well fuck like you you look fucking great you know and whereas Gary he looks he looks fucking sickly you know, um, <laughs> but uh so we're kind of biasing it towards that but it does occur across the board like it does help it does occur in like you know you read some random health and fitness blog and it's like whoa like this seems to be very like out there in terms of the the diagnosis, we'll say, you know, of the issue. Right. And like Gary said, the symptoms all, they're all just like kind of these, you know, generalized, this could be normal life, or it could be an actual issue or it could be multiple issues. You know, it's like, they're very uh, not clear symptomology. It's like, these are just general things, you know, it's like, Oh, you got tired, you know, and it's like, like, that's how, like how did you get like your symptom is tired and that's, the first you know, description you have of that or the first diagnosis you come to is like, I have lupus, you know, it's not like, Oh, let's look at your sleep. You know, it's not like, let's look at your diet. You know, it's like, no, 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 you got lupus. That's exactly what you have. You know, like that's what we're talking about where people just automatically go to the, the 0.00001% chance thing. Like that's the thing that you have, you know? And that's what I think is a bit of an issue in terms of the health and fitness industry. And as I said, like, you know, we're all part of it like we're we're bagging on bodybuilders to an extent but it's the entire industry doctors do it as well you know like any like everyone does it right because you kind of assume that everyone has the lowest common denominator or the the simple stuff fixed you know like you kind of assume you're like okay like you're going to get the 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 basics done first before you start investigating, you know, like you kind of want to skip ahead. You know, you don't want it to be as easy as, Oh, you're tired in the middle of the day. We need to work on your sleep. You know, like, first of all, individuals don't want that. And second of all, like if you go to a doctor and he says that you're going to be like, this doctor is shit. Like I have an issue here. You're just kind of minimizing my issue. You know what I mean? Like it it kind of looks like they're not doing any work. So like everyone across the board kind of wants to have this oh it's this one little thing it's this one weird trick that uh you know if we solve that you know then we're going to have you all sorted you know like everyone kind of wants that even if like you're being honest like if you're actually being honest with yourself as a practitioner like us not a medical practitioner but like a coaching practitioner um, like you kind of want to be like oh well maybe it's this esoteric thing when in reality for the vast majority of the people it's like your diet is shit you know your sleep habits are shit Your lifestyle habits are shit. You've no stress management practices in place, you know? Um, Like, even if we go on and say, like, this, uh, all these, like, micronutrient testing and whatever else that you'll see people do as well, which, you know, again, there's a time and place for it. But it's like, look, you don't eat vegetables. We know you're deficient in everything. Like, there's no need to get testing to confirm what we already know, you know? Like, I always go back to that, like, 10% of uh, students are, like, preclinical scurvy. You know, as like, yeah, I, we, we don't need a test to know that like students don't eat vegetables most of the time. You know, It's like, like th- this is just obvious, you know? So again, there's no need to go down a rabbit hole and be like, oh, let's get all this extra testing when it's like, look, you don't get the, the basics done. You're like, you don't eat enough protein. You don't eat vegetables. You don't even take a multivitamin. Like if you are like, oh, well, I'm not going to eat vegetables and, you know, maybe I'll get away with it by taking the multivitamin you you don't do that you know you don't engage in any of these like we we'll call them like foundational health habits you know so of course we're going to run into issues down the road and again like there are people that are doing all of the stuff and they're still running into issues and that's where it, like you'll see bodybuilders you'll see health professionals or whatever like they come to the fore because again someone will be like right i'm actually doing everything perfectly right and then it's like, why am I still having this issue or this issue? And that's where you find like bodybuilders or whoever start talking about this topic because they've already got, they've, they've mastered the basics. You know, like Gary was saying earlier on, like they pretty much have their whole day planned out. They know exactly all these health habits. Um, and we can say like someone or maybe you're not healthy, like, you know, people take drugs and stuff, whatever. Um, But it's like they already have the majority of these health habits locked in and they know exactly when they're going to do it. Their life is controlled, all that kind of stuff. And they're looking for that little extra percent, you know, whereas for the majority of people, they look for that extra percent but they're not actually looking for the 99%. Like they're not doing the stuff that gives them the 99%, you know? Like you see this all the time. Like, uh, I don't know, middle-aged people, they'll be like, oh yeah, I got this new supplement. I don't know, fucking resveratrol or something, you know, or it's supposed to be anti-carcinogenic. You know, it's like, mate, you sleep six hours a night. Like, it's not, like, that's not the biggest lever to pull right now. It's like, your diet is shit, you know? you fucking smoke every day. Like, it's like, you're not like, this is not going to be the, the the cure-all, you know, reaching for this. Oh, well, you know, I was following this person on Instagram and they said this is really beneficial for this. And it's like, yeah, if you have all the other stuff already locked down, you know, it's like, this is not going to be a powerful game changer when you don't sleep enough, you don't do any stress management, you don't eat a, a well-balanced diet, whatever that means for you, you know, And, you know, you're not even training, you're not, you're not doing any kind of activity. You're not eating. you're not meeting those activity guidelines, you know? So basically there's a situation where individuals who need to look for that extra 1%, like they talk about that more because for them, like, what are they going to talk about? Oh yeah, I mastered my calories. I'm like, no, I did that 10 years ago. You know, it's like, that's not the issue you know, for them, it's like, oh, why am I feeling tired throughout the day? Or why am I having these issues, this, whatever? And it's like, oh, well, it's not your calories. It's not your sleep. It's not whatever. Cause you've had that mastered for 20 years at this stage. You know, it's like, it's not an issue. And while, yeah, like obviously they are still powerful levers. Like if you stopped sleeping or, you know, you started eating like shit or you started doing whatever, like things would start falling off the wagon, but you know, you're not going to do that because you have that mastered. So you're looking for that extra 1%. But by talking about that and trying to help other people that are in a similar position unfortunately people who are not in a similar position start listening into that conversation and then all of a sudden you kind of go okay well you're talking to the one percent of people that you know maybe need to hear this but it's the 99 percent of people that are listening and they're hearing that as this is the biggest factor this is the thing you know and i think that's that's kind of that's basically what i described or talked about with the person that was asking me this question basically saying that where it's like like they have everything mastered already so of course they're going to look for that little 0001% improvement um whereas for the vast majority of people like they're not getting the 99.999999% already so like there's there's no point
0: you know yeah and, and you you see this as well in um in the, the physiotherapy world, just to kind of move it across from, from just giving you nutrition examples. Um, and I say physiotherapy, I mean rehab in general, uh, you'll see this personal trainers discuss this stuff too. And I actually discussed this in our most recent, um, anatomy lecture in the coach's corner, which you're obviously subscribed to, I assume that's our member site. Um, but it was an, an anatomy lecture and I was discussing the muscles of the spine and in that lecture, what I touched on was the fact that there's so many muscles that attach in and around your spine. So you've got all these really deep muscles, like the intertransversari, the, these rotator muscles, the multifidus, then you've got all these muscles along the side, you've got the quadratus lumborum, um, you've got various different erector spinae muscles, et cetera. That's not the point. The point is that, somebody can give you a spiel like i just did there naming out all those muscles that sounds real complicated it sounds real smart and what happens a lot of the time as the next step is for someone to say that you know we need to figure out which one of these muscles is dysfunctional to get rid of your back pain and this kind there's kind of this illusion of knowledge there that you know as soon as someone learns a bit more anatomy or something they think again, it's kind of coming back to that fundamental assumption that we can just find the perfect balance and harmony between everything in life that, you know, once we balance all of these muscles, you'll be fine. You'll function brilliantly. You'll be pain-free forever, etc. And that's a trap that a lot of rehab professionals run into and even personal trainers where they think that, you know, once we balance all the muscles perfectly and once we target each individual muscle, um, or even if, if we get someone who has pain already, that once we dig in and figure out exactly the one muscle that is causing the pain that things will be fine again but unfortunately the real world comes back and slaps you in the face a lot of the time you know because very often when there is a very specific muscle that's kind of the cause of your pain it's it's a bit easier to to figure out like for example if you strain your hamstring you strain your hamstring like it's kind of fairly black and white you know um but when it comes to low back pain a lot of presentations are what we call non-specific low back pain and there's there's certainly debate about the merits of that term because obviously if you're a a patient with low back pain and someone says oh it's non-specific you're kind of thinking what are you saying are you saying it doesn't exist or or what, what does that mean you know um but the point is that We can't exactly say, you know, that it came from this structure or that structure. It's really difficult to figure that out, but that the management doesn't really change either way. You know, we just need to kind of, you know, if let's say if it was a training context and someone presented with low back pain um, after a few months of harder training, then we'd be kind of saying the same old boring stuff. Okay. Okay. Paddy, let's take your programming, have a look at it. And what we'll do is we'll modify the volume, we'll modify the intensity. You might have to back off from some of your favorite exercises for a while and we'll reintroduce them, et cetera. But that's not nice to hear. Like that's not nice to hear if you come into me with low back pain. What is nice to hear is if I say to you, Paddy, Oh yeah. I actually think that um, the timing, the neuromuscular timing of your multifidus might be slightly off on the right side. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this little treatment here and we're going to try and get that muscle firing and then you should be feeling much better. And what we often see there is that there's a certain... Um, expectancy or placebo or contextual um, effect of the intervention in the first place, so if someone is told um, with great certainty with great promise that you 're going to be better after this intervention, then very often people do feel a little bit better, even if it 's just the case that some of the cognitive factors that can modify your pain um, have been um, dampened a bit, so for example, there are, there are higher level brain structures that can modify. The pain that you experience. So if you have a reduced level of anxiety, you've increased, a, you feel more positive about the situation, you're not as fearful anymore because this person has told you that you're going to feel better, then that can actually modify the pain that you experience. Um, so there's, there's lots of things going on there. And again, it just kind of comes back to that point that in, in reality, there, 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 we just don't have the ability to, to dig down and figure out every single problem with a very, very specific thing that we can always fix. And I would just be hesitant um, for people to to think that we can always be pain free, that the body that you're never going to get injured, it's never going to happen. You know, of course, we can mitigate risk of like traumatic injuries, you know, like we can obviously be smart and make sure you don't completely rupture your hamstring like that shouldn't be happening in normal gym training for sure. Um, But what we can do or sorry we can do that what we can't do is just guarantee that you're never really going to get a bit of back pain here and there a bit of shoulder pain really here and there and it does come back to something that we've discussed a lot of times in the past and that's it's the idea that not every kind of complaint or symptom is a big deal and that's not to downplay your concerns but you know if you get fatigued every now and then It's not that doesn't necessarily justify investigation. If you're constantly fatigued and it's limiting your ability to engage in your daily life, of course that that justifies further investigation and potentially diagnosis and intervention. But a lot of the time, what we end up doing um, when we seek when we kind of promote the idea that people need to do all these really specific 0.001% things is we actually further the kind of over-medicalization of everyday life, which is something we have a specific podcast on, I believe. Um, and it is, it is, again, that idea that if anything feels off on a day-to-day basis, that there's a specific reason that we can pinpoint and intervene on. When in fact, I think that's um, it's very it's far too much certainty there um, for anyone who kind of is familiar with with what human health actually constitutes yeah like i always think especially in the
1: the what's we'll say the physio perspective and this is not obviously indicative of how all physios work like we should obviously say that um yeah. but like it'll be like oh yeah i have a knee pain and then they'll be like oh uh, we need to actually massage out your scalene muscles you know yeah that's exactly. that's the issue it's, <laughs> it's this deep uh, muscle here that you know that's that's what's causing the issue and you're kind of like like well maybe not the scalings in your knee pain but um in in some cases right <laughs> yeah in in some cases um like these things can be the case like you might be having pain in i don't know your pec you know people are like oh like my the front of my shoulder kind of pec area here is sore and the individual the the physiotherapist, you might be like well it's actually the muscles on your back here that are the issue you know and like you hear that and you go like what the issue is here, you know, how is it like the the back that is the issue in terms of what's causing it? So you as an individual, a lay person kind of go, okay, so pain somewhere doesn't necessarily mean that that's the the, the root cause, if you will. Um, and that can then start translating into these like fascial lines and, you know, all these other things that it's like, yeah, like there might be some, you know, um, correctness to this in terms of how these things interact but if that's your first guess you know again like if you're like oh it's your scalene muscles i mean i can see by you just talking to me there that they're tight you know and that's the reason for your 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 low back pain your knee pain or whatever you know and it's like this is this is probably not like that wouldn't be my first line intervention you know and obviously i'm not a physio so gary can speak to that more but um like that wouldn't be my first line thought process. That might be something that's in my, the back of my head. I'm like, okay, well, after like that, I, I I've been reading about this. You know, as I said, like it's a probably terrible approach to you know treat people in terms of. Oh, I was just reading about this conveniently enough. Um, but uh, yeah. So like that's that's not the first line intervention. I would go through a process of like, okay, let's get all the the lower level, more likely things. You know, like let's use Occam's razor and be like. These are the things that are more likely to be the issue. Get those sorted, and then it's like, okay, we still haven't got resolution to the pain, the fatigue the whatever the issue is. then it's like, okay, now we actually have to look at these more esoteric things because you've nailed down the basics you know you've nailed down whether it's nutrition, health whatever it's like you've you've done all the things that are generally going to bring about. You know, a resolution to whatever the issues, the symptoms, whatever it is. Um, and we're still not there. So now you can start going, okay, let's look at these little extra things. That's okay. Maybe it might be this. What's the probability of that? That's, you know, it's fairly low, but we've tried everything else. So let's look at that, you know? Um, and to me, I'm like, that's that's perfect. And that's where all these like higher level people. Are talking a bit you know again like i keep saying bodybuilders but like the bodybuilders or you know even like you'll see some athletes or something they'll be like oh i got this treatment i don't know fucking prp and it's like that was the thing that solved all my issues you know and it's not to say like that's bad but it's like you know there's probably like that's probably not necessarily the the first line of things for most people um most people are just going to be like all right cool you just need to back off your your training volume a little bit you know you don't need to train like an athlete you don't need to do all these extra things um and yeah basically it's like most people talking about these esoteric things they're not talking to everyday people well some of them are trying to talk to everyday people to sell their service in terms of their like I sell this, I don't know, massage or I sell this supplement or I sell this treatment, whatever the fuck it is, you know, and they're trying to sell that and they're like, oh, I work on this and this is what's going to solve all of your issues, you know, like, I don't know why it is, but people have this or they like to have this thought process that there's like these, uh, I don't know, pillars in the body or you know pathways in the body or you know structures in the body basically it's like well if this one pillar is off all of these other things could be off so rather than treating all of these other things let's just treat this one little pillar you know and like that goes for like like obviously i'm a biochemist that goes for like biochemists talk about this type of shit or nutritionists also do it using biochemistry where it's like oh this one little pathway you know this metabolic pathway. That's the thing, you know. It's the, it's the TCA cycle. You know, it's like we're gonna we're gonna really hammer in on you know bringing in a supplement for this portion of the TCA cycle, and that's really going to do it. Or some other pathway. It's like you need this cofactor. So it's the fact that you don't have this cofactor. You know, your genetics, whatever. We're gonna bring in this cofactor, and that's going to solve all of your issues. You know, and obviously, again, there is a time and place for that. Like that's, that's you know that is the case. You know, however. It's, again it comes down to it's like you don't have your nutrition sorted you don't have your stress management sorted you don't have your sleep sorted you don't meet exercise guidelines it's like you we're not talking to you or i say we you know as i said like i think health professionals overall are pretty bad at this because it's like we want to talk about all of these like newer things that we're learning about or these random things it's like oh that seems really cool i'm going to talk about that you know but again it's like the vast majority of people 99 percent of people just do not have their shit together in terms of the basics. And I include health and fitness professionals in that, you know, it's like, like you always see people again, like I always use like Dave Asprey of like the Bulletproof exec, you know, like he, he does it all the time. He'll talk about something. And he's like, this gives you so much extra energy or whatever else. And like, you're looking at the video and it's like, mate, you look like you're dying in front of me. You know, you have no energy. I'm like, like if this is the case and you're selling this, like, Like why why do you not look like what I want to look like in terms of the the thing that you're selling, like energy or whatever? It's like you don't look like vital, you know, and obviously you can't base everything on looks, but I'm just using that as an example. It's like like you'll see these people talk about these different things, and it's like we're like we're not in the same position here, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and, and on your, your kind of um your biochemistry example, like I've always I've always thought that the way that people come to their conclusions about about like biochemistry and nutrition is actually the opposite of the way I look at it. The way I look at it is like, if you actually think, if you, if you have studied biochemistry, even for four weeks, I think it's almost, it's almost more fascinating that the human body is able to even function oh, <laughs> That so much shit doesn't go wrong we were just talking about it before the podcast about like when you do have like proper like really significant inborn errors of metabolism that everything just goes completely absurd it's chaotic and health is not great um, but the fact that, that we do even function in the first place is probably the, the place I would jump to rather than jumping to the idea that we can all be absolutely perfectly healthy, you know, once we, once we solve these problems because everything is so interlinked. And even like, as you know, Paddy, even when you look at these diagrams, like you look at diagrams trying to represent biochemical concepts, but the reality is that like those diagrams are there to, make it understandable for us as humans and particularly for students. You know, the reality is that things are way, way, way messier. Even when you look at like diagrams of cells and that's something that's come up in the podcast before, you kind of see this like one cute little mitochondrion, and you'll have your endoplasmic reticulum and everything looks lovely. But if you actually look at like electron microscopy, um, if you look at it on on YouTube even of different uh, cells and stuff, it's just a complete mess. It's, it's 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 ridiculous that anything even functions and that we're able to speak, you know, to be um, honest. I literally could tell you so many experiments that I've done and you're like,
1: oh, we uh, stained this organelle in this fucking cell. And I'm like looking at the actual image of it. I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? You know, yeah. like, and it, they make it out as if like, like you see all these diagrams and they'll have different things like... Um, labeled and it'll be like oh this nice red color and this yellow color and this green color and everything you're like man that looks so fucking cool you can see everything like if you were to actually be doing those experiments you'd be looking at that going what what the fuck is this you know people are like oh like you'll see like lecturers and stuff and people obviously do this like frequently they'll point to something and be like and that's clearly like the 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 mitochondria you know and you're like what (laughs) How, how is that clearly the mitochondria it's just some random little fucking blob here i'm like oh, what the fuck are you talking about
0: yeah all, all our pathology lecturers do that because they just spend all their time well not all their time it's kind of like a misrepresentation but looking at all the the slides of different tissues and cells and in disease states and healthy states etc and they're like yeah so as you can see you've got the bonini bodies there present on the outside of the cell and you're like what are you talking about it all just looks purple <laughs> But this oh. is also why you'll see loads of the time
1: where people will be like, uh, oh, this new random fucking thing was found, you know, like they'll be like, oh, we found, uh, I don't know, Celia on a cell or something like they'll just be like some fucking random thing. And you're like, how did you not see that beforehand? Like, surely that's a like, you know, like it's a critical structure in the the cell. And you're kind of like thinking that if you don't, if you've never seen this stuff, you kind of think of it like, oh, I just increased my microscope and i was able to see further and further into the cell and it was all good you know how how, how did you miss that stuff but that's just not the case you know and um, so you'll see this all the time where people are like oh we found this random thing and it's like it's actually inc- incredibly important for you know the cell function
0: here whatever tissue it is or whatever um, but yeah yeah, that's a bit of an aside, but I, I think I think in summary, I think we kind of covered a lot of things we wanted to, to cover in this podcast. To be clear, we obviously went in a bit of multiple tangents, and we kind of talked about things that are peripherally related to the topic of discussion. But fundamentally, the point that we're trying to get across here is that when you follow people online, firstly, caveat emptor—you know, beware—that if you are if someone is trying to sell you something that sounds really complicated and it's going to be the solution to things that seem very much human like feeling a bit tired every now and then your mood being a bit lower every now and then just be wary of it you know um, it's very unlikely that uh, a single supplement or correcting this thing that suddenly they know how to correct that, that that's going to solve all your problems you know that's that's just often not the case um, but also just as a as a more kind of positive note, take care of the basics. You know, Obviously, it's, it's, such a, it's such a cliche, but it is a cliche for a reason. And that is that if you were able to get your nutrition in order, and you're able to do that consistently over multiple decades, you're exercising regularly, um, you're sleeping enough, you, you, there's kind of two sides to this one. But one, you manage your stress. And two, I suppose you create a life that if it does happen to be stressful that you see a purpose in it and you actually enjoy it and you're saying that, yeah, I actually have a reason to wake up every morning. That's obviously not always possible for everyone, but it's a, it's a privilege if you can. Um, and then also just, you know, your basic social connections, things like that, you know, spending time with other people. Um, I say that now in the middle of a pandemic when we're I was going to say, I was like, transition we're to level not five. To we're not allowed to do that. You're supposed to
1: actually <laughs> yeah, health recommendations have changed. You're not allowed to spend time with other individuals
0: when you can spend time with, with, with people, you know, try and foster those relationships as you can. Um, we it, The thing is, it's so difficult to even do those few things. Um, and obviously there's other things like not drinking alcohol or not doing it in excess and not smoking, I should hope, um, not taking recreational drugs, et cetera. You know, all these things. It's so hard to actually do all of those things. Like it's much harder than we actually give it credit for. And the coming back to the initial question, it can seem like they're just oh yeah, they're kind of a given when you're following people who are into, if they're working personal trainers or they're bodybuilders themselves or they're athletes. But these things are really difficult to do over the long term. And you even see that in in these bodybuilders who will present everything as if it's perfect. But in fact, they might have weekly cheat meals where they completely binge on junk and might have more if you were to... If you were to look at their one day intake on their cheat meal, it's probably more junk than the average person consumes across the week. And even when you look at them post show, and I'm not just, you know, bagging on bodybuilders here, it's the same in other sports. If you look at them outside of the competition period, very often uh, bodybuilders will be much looser with their health practices. And if you look at retired athletes, you know, it's not uncommon for athletes who, compete up until their 30s or their 40s to retire and to, you know, get quite out of shape that can happen or they just start eating junk. They're not being told what to eat anymore. They're like, oh God, what do I do now? I always have my meals prepped for me. So these things can seem really easy when that's all you're exposed to. But The reality is that they're very, very difficult. It's difficult to exercise on a consistent basis. The exercise guidelines are probably higher than many people um, suspect. Like eating well is quite difficult it's very difficult in the modern day Um, especially if you're if at the moment you're like what can I do for fun Um, I can't do that much for fun uh, but I can order takeaway you know or I could cook a nice meal or whatever or go to the shop and get some chocolate you know it's all very tempting and you know obviously at the moment as well with the with the pandemic even getting basic activity might be a challenge you know we're, we're entering into the winter people aren't going to be excited about Going for a run anymore or going hiking or anything. People will be spending more time inside. There's less sunlight. The gyms are likely to close, I would say, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, you can just see that it, it's not easy to take care of all these basic things. So, referring to them as the basics is probably a bit misleading. It's probably better to call them, you know, the foundations um, or the, the key pillars of health more so. Oh, so, there are pillars. Yeah, these are the pillars, bro. <laughs> it's not the methylation cycle, believe it or not. <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, I actually have started calling them foundational things rather than basics. Yeah, I think it's a little bit uh, more honest um, because basics makes it sound like it's easy. And realistically, this stuff is not easy. And if you want to find out more information about that stuff, there is copious amounts of written content, thousands upon thousands of words. I basically write six to 10,000 words per week on topics like this. Gary writes about six to 10,000 words per year. On topics like this, um, because he's pretty terrible at writing articles, although he's, he's getting back into it now, which, you know, thankfully. Um, but yeah, so you can go to our website and find all of the information that you need. Obviously, if you're listening to the podcast and that's your preferred way to you know get exposure to topics like this, like we're on like episode, I don't know, 140 or some shit. Um, and obviously that doesn't even count all of the Q&A episodes that we do. So you have all of that information to consume. You know, and if you do enjoy all that information, it really does help if you, in some way, give back to us by you know following, liking, sharing with your friends, doing all of that jazz. You know, but apart from that, Gary, where can people find us? Do
0: all that? Yeah. So if you just like to keep up with our stuff in general, I'd recommend subscribing um, to the newsletter. Uh, There is actually additional content that goes into the newsletter that doesn't ever reach our social media, including like an exclusive post or essay you could say um, as well as recommended resources uh, from from around the interwebs so we've got some good stuff in there every week and I think you know if you're someone who's um, trying to stay off social media and you're like oh man I'm sick of it there's so much noise so much bullshit I'm, I'm not not doing it then you can actually keep up with like some of the the good resources I think Um, in terms of education by just following our newsletter and other people put out similar things, you know, Um, because what we try and do is take things that we think are interesting, uh, try to make them related to health and fitness, not always, um, and share them with you. So research papers, books, podcasts, all that sort of stuff. So do that. Uh, We also share uh, any content that we're producing across the week in the newsletter as well. So that's a good place to just keep up if you don't want to be hanging around on Instagram, um, which is a fair decision. Uh, we do also obviously have the Coach's Corner. Uh, that's our member site. We already mentioned it. But if you subscribe there, basically you will not only become part of the Coach's Corner community in terms of being able to interact with us in a smaller, more compact uh, Facebook group with trainers where you can present cases as you wish and ask us specific questions and request content, etc. We'll also be, be on our member site where... The member site is effectively uh, all of the the private content. It's not released uh, on our, our public website. You won't be able to see it or you won't be able to access it at least. But we have lots of content there related to exercise analysis, um, anatomy. I mentioned the anatomy lecturer already. If you want to, you know, get it, start learning anatomy. But I think one of the good things is that you're also getting like here's the anatomy and here's why it matters. That's the the good thing. Same with the nutrition theory. If you're listening to the nutrition theory lectures or watching the nutrition theory lectures, you're actually getting an insight into here's why these nutrition principles matter for coaching and not only that but here's how to actually put them into practice with your clients so if you're a trainer especially that content is is very very valuable so check that out if you're interested we do also have online coaching spaces so if you are interested in coaching as you head into to the winter you want to get ahead of 2021 which i would recommend based on 2020 so far you know we need to we need to be prepared so if you want to get on the path with your your training and your nutrition and your lifestyle and as discussed in this podcast if you just want to take care of all those foundational things that will set you up for a healthy life long term uh that's something we can we can hopefully help you and with. on that
1: if things are locked down when you're listening to this
0: don't worry we're well adapted at doing home workouts at this stage <laughs> yeah it's been a big year of home workouts to be honest um so yeah we're more than happy to to help you through that if you think uh we would be of use to you and as patty mentioned you know Like, like, follow, all that good stuff. We do have an open access Facebook group, the Triage Method Community. So you could also uh, join there if you just want to keep up with us. We do post things in there that, again, don't go on our public social media. So it's worth... Uh, being involved but if you just want to follow us on instagram at triage method facebook and twitter triage method and youtube triage method as well um you can catch us in all those places and of course you can subscribe to the podcast which would be great and if you could leave a review that is also helpful and a lot of you do to be fair share the podcast um on your instagram story and stuff when you're listening and that really is appreciated because it just you know lets people know what you're, what you're doing. And that's especially good if you're a personal trainer, because trainers are always trying to, you know, find new podcasts from other trainers. And, and, you know, if you're sharing that in your story, we, we really do appreciate it. So thank you.
1: I have nothing else to say on top of that, Gary. It's too easy. Goodbye.